All right, up next, Jan. Hi. Tonight on the runway, your face looks beautiful. Thank you. Your hair is adorable. Now, the dress itself, I think it would have looked stronger if there were no chaps and just a little knee sock. Yes, it's a pattern. It's clash of the pattern. But it also needs to look and make sense. And this isn't really looking right. OK. Here's the thing with you as a performer. You are so excited to be there. But it means you're always at 110%, 100% of the time. And I think you become much more interesting as an entertainer when you have different paces, different emotions, um, different energies. I know I'm high energy. I know I talk all the time. I'm very talkative. And it's frustrating because I'm trying to find that balance of when to talk, when to be high energy, and when to be real. You know, we're in showbiz, we're self-centered, we're all of that. You just can't appear to be that way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, thank you, Jan. Well, Mary, the assassination of season 12 <laughs> continues with the assassination of Jan Sport on this runway. I, this was, the way that it ended, just this, I don't know how, how what RuPaul thought to end this segment, but you just can't appear to be that way. I basically laughed in her face. Oh my uh, While calling herself centered. You know what I mean? This was, this was a little bit harsh. I think my favorite micro, I mean, there's a lot of micro moments I love, but I think my favorite is when it cuts to RuPaul and the way that she kind of like looks up while she goes, well, and it's like, while she kind of considers what she's saying, there's this like eye roll that happens when she's doing it. That is mm. to me, it is RuPaul deciding like, okay, I'm going to let you in on a real like <laughs> insider secret. All of this, like, let everybody say love, and you're my, you're my d girls, and this is a family. <laughs> it's bullshit, Mama. We're all full of ourselves, and we're all acting, and you have to just look like you're not acting. RuPaul is basically saying, Jan, don't appear self-centered. I just, I don't think that's what the critique was. Well, so, and that's the other part of it. Like, I think what RuPaul was saying was really interesting, but then when I try to bring it back to Jan, I'm like, well, I don't know if it's that Jan is self-centered. I was reading this more as like Jan is not self-aware and mm -hmm. and that's different. That's totally different. It seems like the critique, right? Ross I think was had the most kid gloves with Jan. I think that the biggest kid gloves went to Pandora, which is basically this entire season. Oh. Um but the Ross's kid gloves with Jan um you know, basically you need a different pace, you need a different energy and that's when Jan Kind of does this. I know when I yell, I sound like your mother. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> oh, she was having a meltdown all over my tits. It was. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it was. It was very Laganja Estranja. It was very. You know. I mean, all of this was very. This is how I talk mm, when yeah, we hang yes. out. But yes, but you know what? It's so different than like. I mean, it's the same edit. It's the same, it's the same story the same that story. they're trying to like put onto Jan. But I don't think this is at all at the levels of insecurity that Laganja was putting on in season six. No, I don't think that Jan is the Laganja of season six of the workroom. I think, if anything, you know, we we do see for you know some examples in the workroom of like oh like. 
this is you not at a 27. Like I, this is kind of what they're looking for. Like when they're, when they, when her team first gets together and they're starting to kind of figure out the routine, Jan is so chill. And she's even talking about like, you know, the critique she got on season 12, like she's showing this self-awareness. And Mm -hmm. I thought, well, this, this is exactly what they're looking for. So to me, it was a little hard and I know that all of this is very much on purpose, that they show us examples of Jan being a level-headed energy, and then they show her saying, this is how I am, I'm just always like this. And it's like, no, it's not. No, it's not, because in Act 1, we saw you not being like this. And so, you know what I mean? Like, they're, When I watched it again, yeah, the critiques were harsh, but at least in the narrative of the episode, they kind of proved their point. I don't think so. Um, well, no, I, I take that back. It's not that I don't think they prove their point because I think that, you know, they edit properly. Um, they're only going to show you the, the, the story that's proper, right? Yeah, and the edit of I, the episode, yeah. I, I understand what she said. She's like, it's frustrating because she's trying to find the balance of when to talk and when not to talk and when to be real. Um, I think that struggle for reality TV stars is common. I, I just think that that critique is... We hear that. We've seen that before. She's trying to be on for the producers, but can't find the balance of coming off as authentic. It's a Pearl situation. It's a Laganja situation in some ways. It just shows how Jan is actually, um, she is actually much more subdued, but has been told to be more on for the camera, and she can't just, like, shake it. I, I saw the levels. She's just an energetic, positive person. Here's the critique I would have given her isn't like, oh, Jan, you're too much. The critique I would have said is something a little bit more constructive of like, you know, Jan, I felt like you could have been a little bit more vulnerable in that moment when you were talking about the kids calling you fat. She could have said, you know, it made me not want to go on live anymore. Mm -hmm. We were in the middle of a pandemic and I got all this hate. And to Jan's credit, it seemed way more in line with these reality talk shows because they always have this positive spin Because she was basically like, you know, oh, but, you know, I love my butt. You know, it's fine. I'm trying to find the ways to be positive. That's that's what Jan does. Jan spins it to the positive. And what's interesting, and I know I'm kind of going in on Pandora, but like Jan got critiqued for having too much energy. But Pandora was so low energy and no one really talked about that. I mean, they, they basically were like, oh, I didn't know how you felt about it, Pandora. They were just being very kind to her. But. I think having too much energy is better than being low energy. So it just was interesting that Jan was critiqued for this and it just wasn't that consistent. I just think, I think that they should have been a little bit more specific instead of completely obliterating her, being like, you're too much. It's like, you know, she's just positive and she put too positive of a spin on something and we didn't really get the vulnerability. That's all they should have said to her. But they got that great talking head of her crying, so... <laughs> I love that. Oh, God. Know. I love that part. I love that part mostly because I thought it was... I thought it was heartfelt. She's a big cheerleader, and she's crushed. She's trying. She's also crying. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think that she did have levels for Jan. And I know... I know we're going to get obliterated by I mean, you, people I, listening. I believe the review said Jan, 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 enough about Jan one star. And I think they're going to update it and say I feel the same way currently. I, I mean, like, listen, I hear what you're saying. I, uh, I, I don't 
I agree in some ways. This like, is how she is. I, but this is who, I, like, she's just a positive person. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I gotta just say, like, I, I think Ross, I feel like Ross was giving great advice. I think Ross and Aisha were actually both really great kind of judges to have on the panel because they they have a lot of experience with what I think the whole point of this challenge was of blending the fantasy and the reality of like, you know, being themselves like they both have been themselves on talk shows and podcasts, but they're also being the version of themselves that is public, you know, and the version of themselves that they do show and uh, keeping the private parts separate and like, you know, and the and the parts that maybe aren't entertaining or aren't desirable because, you know, uh, that's part of the gig of being a public figure. And I feel like, you know, basically what they were saying, I think what Ross was saying in terms of having levels is like, there is some level of fabrication here. And so I think to just say, well, that's just how Jan is. She's just like that. It's like, well, yeah, but is it, is it interesting? You know, like, is it interesting to always see somebody who's always positive and seeing a positive spin? Like I'd rather see someone who's like more real, but can like find the lesson in it. And I think it, it, sometimes you have to create that because you're creating a persona. That's the fantasy and reality blend, you know? Mary, you're absolutely right. I think we're agreeing. I'm just trying to find the the better critique, the more constructive critique, which is like not let's just go after her character, but more, hey, Jen, you needed to be vulnerable in this challenge. Yeah. And you weren't. And that's where I think Ross's critiques were actually the strongest because it was like. Yes. Agreed. That, like, you know, I think when. I mean, it's interesting, right? Because, you know, Drag Race is supposed to kind of, you know, RuPaul wants to get into the marrow, you know? And so, like, Mm -hmm, but it's mm -hmm. just kind of done in a, it's not done in a clinical setting. Like, you can't do surgery on the beach, you know? And that's kind of what RuPaul's doing when he's like, you know, Jan, I just, you know, uh, you know, you're, uh, you, you need to seem less self-centered. You need to be uh, not acting like you're acting so much. You need to be a better actor at it. Or Scarlett, your mere presence makes me uncomfortable. It's like, <laughs> that, those are some really strong feedback. But now all they're left to do is go to the, you know, go backstage and drink a vodka crayon and wait, you know. And so it's kind of mm-hmm. like a, um, I get the whole point of it, but I think... Uh, there's no integration period. There's no sterilization before you do this kind of surgery on someone's soul, you know? <laughs> Correct. And and I get it. Jan is a lot. I get it. Jan is extra. Jan is a musical theater kid. Like, I get it. It's it's a cup of soup that you have to be, you know, ready to eat. Um, I, I get that for sure. I She grates on people. I uh, Believe me, I understand. I understand. And, like... There's still a person under there. I, I guess that's kind of like the spin I'm trying to get at, you know? Well, I keep thinking about, I mean, A, I think about the sort of act one workroom, you know, sort of uh, collaboration between her team and just how chill she was. Mm. And I was like, oh, like, this is so refreshing. And then, I mean, if you think of kind of the emotional evolution of Jan this episode, then when we get to that crying confessional at the end, honestly, it was like, it it was really uncomfortable because I was like, oh, God, like... You broke her down, you know, like you you ripped the pom poms yeah. out of her hand, you know. Right. And right, exactly. there was just that yeah. sense of like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I guess this is the vulnerability the judges are looking for, but <laughs> it was just, um, it that was she's tired. Yeah, that yeah. Oh, she's just tired. Yeah, but that was to me that was actually far more uncomfortable than like Scarlet being a kind of performative energy, which. To be honest, like I could almost justify that 
more than the than the critiques of Jan. Like I I was almost more on I I could agree more with or I could see more what Scarlett was doing and validate that more if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Oh well, let's talk about Scarlett. Yeah, uh, because I uh, it's interesting with her. I this also came out just a little too harsh telling Scarlett, you know, that it made RuPaul feel uncomfortable. I just, I don't know. I don't think she meant uncomfortable in the sense of this is terrible, but more uncomfortable in that I'm watching someone who isn't really aware or all there yet. Yeah. So I I was thinking about this because it was like, I think going back to, you know, your point, like these are people, it's like, there's also this part of me that's like, you know, you know, Jan is a musical theater person and she just, you know, she she just brings Paper Mill Real House wherever she goes. <laughs> paper Mill the Real, Real House. Housewives of paper mill yeah, the Real Housewives yeah. of Paper Mill Playhouse. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I get that. And I think uh, with, uh, oh my God, Scarlet, I feel like it's like, well, they're drag queens. They're performers. Like, I think of people like that. Well, they're, you know, uh, where part of daily conversation with them is doing a little bit of a voice or doing a reference or a quote. I get what RuPaul was saying. I could see, and I more so could see what Ru- Ross was saying. Of Like, I could see when Scarlett was putting it on. But to mm-hmm. me, that felt to like a little bit more of, well, that's just kind of Scarlett's personality. Um but it went against the challenge. And it, once again, it's it like did. that's not what they were looking for. And you have to fabricate something that feels a little more authentic and pull back from making the joke instead of making giving the honest response, you know? it Those little jokes felt like nervous energy mm-hmm. rather than really trying to be funny. I think the advice I would have given her is like, hey, Scarlett, I think you needed to read the room a little bit more. This wasn't a challenge to be funny all the time. It was just to be natural. Right. And I don't think... Uh, Scarlet was very natural. I think she felt, I think there was a lot of pressure there. Um, I think she also had, you know, two energies that she doesn't really, uh, it became clear that she didn't really jive with, which is Kylie's energy and Raj's energy. Like, how different could Scarlet have been from those two? Um, I mean, and, and yeah. I, you know what I mean? So I feel like there was also that. And, I, you know, I, Aisha was trying to talk about, you know, the hard work of letting the mask fall down. I I think they got it wrong. I think she was just I think she was just nervous, really. Uh and and it it turned into this kind of harsh critique or just kind of missed the mark. Yeah, I you know, I it felt to me that this group, you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about them, but like you watch the sex group and it's like, I could watch this the rest of the episode. This is Akira, Trinity, oh, and Eureka are just I know. bing, bang, boom. It was just so, and they were like, I was like, oh my God, go deeper on that topic. That's in Like yes. there was so much there. It was, and they had such great chemistry. And then with this group, I think what I kind of took away, and I think they really showed us this or have been showing this with each of these queens, um, is that they each came to this challenge with a, with a separate agenda that had nothing to do with Mm. the other queen Mm because scarlet wanted to win a challenge so it makes sense that she might turn it on too much because the adrenaline's there to win something you know um and kylie's trying to like be a bigger energy and like you know take up more space and more you know more volume in the room and i feel like that becomes kind of a solo act and then Raja has been this kind of politician all season on the campaign trail for redemption. And mm-hmm. this is her opportunity to just like continue to change the, the Raja O'Hara narrative and give us more vulnerability and more humanity. Um, not to say that it's 
it was fake what she was doing, but she was taking the opportunity, um, you know, to show that side of herself. And that really didn't have anything to do with the other two. So I feel like the three of them never meshed because they weren't, they were all kind of each there, ironically enough, for their own self-serving purposes in the competition, you know? Yeah. No, I I think that that certainly made that group not work as well. It's interesting because, you know, there had to be bottoms, quote unquote, bottoms this episode. Mm. They needed to find somebody that was going to be in the bottom. And so if you think about who did the worst, you know, I, obviously... You know, Jan, um, she came off as annoying. And to be honest with you, Mary's out there listening that are like, Johnny, you're, oh, God, you're obsessed with Jan. You're, so, oh, why are you so kind to Jan? It's like, yeah, because I think, honestly, I think the only critique we that people that don't like Jan is, is like, oh, well, she's annoying. It's like, okay, great. Just then just say that. Say you don't like Jan because she's annoying, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, my, <laughs> just say <laughs> it. Honestly. Just say it. Just, just say, say you it. don't like Jan because she's annoying. <laughs> just say that. It, don't don't be like, oh, well, you know, this and this and this and she's this. And she. it's like, no, just say you don't like her. Like, you, you could just say that and not attack me for trying to find a reason to like her. You know what I mean? Right. Anyway. Well, and I've, I was, um, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about Jan. They, they were talking about like watching Jan perform live and, and their feeling was like Jan is being misrepresented this season. And for whatever it's worth, I think, I think all of these Queens deserve like, uh, you know, uh, you know, just a, a, a pinch of salt, as you say, what is, what's the expression I can't find? Um, take everything with a pinch of salt. Why can't I think of the expression? A grain of a salt. Grain. Well, there's like a a pinch is a lot of grains. So take it with a lot of grains of salt, a pinch, if you will. That we're seeing, quote unquote, these queens. We're seeing Jan on All Stars Six, and so like, yeah, I think uh, in the same way that you could say we're seeing Pandora on All Stars Six, and that kind of comes up Ugh. where Michelle says like, this isn't the Pandora. This isn't how you talk when we hang out. Like, isn't the Pandora that I know uh, when the cameras aren't on? And so there's that, too, of like, OK, clearly this isn't like just how Pandora is. It's just what we're seeing, you know? Mary, I. That being said, I think again, Pandora like, should have been in the bottom. So. Well, I, yeah, I'm just I'm, you know, talk about trying to find the positive. I don't think Pandora is good, is good on Drag Race. I think that's kind of the problem. And that's where you know, Michelle's critique, like, didn't end. She ended it sooner, but it's like, you know, this isn't who you who I know, that, you know, you're not getting to show who you are. Well, it's like, yeah, that's because of this show and this format. I, I, Mary, and, and this is, oh, man, I, yeah, because if we're going to try to find people that be in the bottom, it's like, okay, some people can be like, well, Jan should be in the bottom because I find her annoying. And, you know, when I say I, I mean somebody saying that. Um, and then the other choices are Kylie, Raja, Ginger, who's no, or Pandora or Scarlet, right? So it's like, okay, we have Jan in the bottom. Let's go. To, why was Pandora overlooked, you know? And yeah. to, to me, it seems like those critiques were also kind of harsh. Um, and I, I just found her to be so low energy. Yeah, I, th um, I thought Pandora it was some of the same things they were saying to Scarlett. Like I was noticing with Pandora where she would say things with a voice or with a face instead of just saying mm. the genuine thing that also felt like kind of a nervous reaction. I think Scarlett and Pandora could have been swapped. I think Pandora could have been in the bottom. I think Scarlett could have been safe. I think their runways were about out, you know, on the same, on the same plane for me. So that wouldn't have made a difference. Whereas, you know, um, 
there were other runways in other winning groups that I thought could have even gotten them the win, but that's a whole other matter. Yeah, it's a whole other matter. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, Michelle, it's clear that M Michelle loves Pandora. It's clear that the judges kind of, and even the producers all know her and I think are just biased in their judging. I'm just going to say that. I feel like it's a little biased. They have these huge kid gloves on with her and it's clear to me from Pandora's like demeanor on social media that she's very sensitive and feels that she's kind of owed something. Um, to quote Pando on Twitter, she said, doing the pink table talk was tough. It's hard to reveal personal things about yourself and on a TV show, no less. I did actually talk more, but alas, you didn't see it. Like most things I've said, ha ha, period. Mm. It can be cathartic to share your journey. I know it can also help others. It's like, okay, but honestly, honestly, I'd rather fucking hear undetectable equals untransmittable and a retransition story than Pandora's I'm not a twink anymore story. It's just my opinion. And I wish that Pandora could have seen that, that maybe maybe mm -hmm. they didn't show a lot of yours, Pandora, because there were other stories to tell. And I think at least acknowledging that there are more important stories to tell on Drag Race at this point in 2021 um, that are a, a little bit more important than hers, or at least, I don't know, better delivered, yeah, would have shown a little bit more humility. I just don't think that she has that. And I feel, I don't know, I'm starting... I, I, oh God, I'm, I'm, I was so excited. I thought she's going to the top three. And now I kind of don't even want her to go to the top three because I don't think that this is her medium. I think I would much rather pay Pandora to see her show than to see her on Drag Race. It'll be interesting to see what happens next week since it's an acting challenge. I feel like much like with the halftime challenge, it was kind of like, okay, well, this seems to be Jan's opportunity to, sh to shine. I kind of feel like... I mean, it's not that Pandora hasn't been given lots of opportunities to shine, including this week. You know, it's like this is to me, I felt like this. I expected her to be kind of a natural at this um, or to appear like a natural. And I realize there's an edit. It's it's hard to navigate that. We can only right, go on what, right. we're, what we're being shown. But yes. I wonder, to your point, with like what's what's going on with Pandora this season, um, what we'll see next week, I will say for what I have seen on social media, she is the most likely to kind of be like, well, they didn't show me doing this. And well, once again, and like there's always kind of like a tone that, I mean, talk about yeah. a pinch of salt that mm. like there was, I mean, listen, I don't think if you're going to critique, like if you're going to critique Queens, I don't think you should tag them on social media. They don't want to hear what you have to say. They don't want to even Correct. hear what we have to say. We're not, tr no. we don't want Pandora to hear this necessarily because she Absolutely doesn't need to hear what I have to say. This is for Mary's. And so she is so much more talented than I will ever be. Yeah. Like, like let's be disclaimer. Honest. We're talking about her edit on the show. We're talking about how things are unfolding here. Like, honestly, she is doing the damn thing. That being said, I, I, there was, you know, someone tweeted something about, you know, and they tag turned it about like, you know, Pandora needing to come, you know, coming out of her shell more on, on the season. And she quote tweets it. And this is, you know, this oh, is no. some little, you know, I don't know, some, some goose with 56 followers. You know what I mean? Some, some, I was just like, Oh God, like you're punching so far down, like so far down. Yeah. Um, and, and the followers count being just like one detail who fucking cares about that. But, and she wasn't necessarily nasty. She was just like, you know, oh, you, you know, oh, have you, have you done this before? You talk like someone who sounds like they've, they, they know what this is about, like something a little bit snarky. And so then he wrote her back and was like, and he deleted the tweet and was like, I'm sorry, no offense intended. You're great. Blah, blah, blah. And she just like, 
responded with one of those kissy emojis. But I was just like, what a waste of fucking time. And <laughs> like, what a waste of fucking time. Like, leave it in the drafts because I just, I don't know. I don't, I think if you're going to tag someone, then you get what you're, you know, you were trying to get attention and you got it. But at the same time, I just feel like I've seen, there's just this part of me that's just like, you know, girl, like, grow the fuck up. <laughs> like, then get off Twitter. Don't read the comments. I don't know what to tell you. Like, there's just something about it that, um, it makes me wonder what we're going to see on the season because the way she's representing herself during this kind of promotional period of Drag Race is so salty mm. that I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I I think she'll get a win. I hope she wins Snatch Game. You know what I mean? Right, like, I think right. that I think that she is owed that. There's, there's a reason she's just getting the kids, kid gloves and being kind of pushed through because there have been multiple weeks where it's like, well, wait a second, where was Pandora? And it, what that tells me is that they didn't have much that was positive about Pandora. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I would, I mean, it's, it, and we can talk about this maybe more later, but I feel like in a season that doesn't seem so far to have a single narrator or commentator and seems to be spreading the wealth, um, it's surprising that they're not spreading it to everybody. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, you would think that that would mean seeing more of Pandora as well. But I'll say this. Mm. I'll say this. All of the talking heads that they do show us, I feel like, you know, she always has, it's almost like she's doing talking heads in quotes. She's like, and I feel fabulous. <laughs> you know, it's that whole thing. Totally. That's why I feel uncomfortable. I was wondering, because I wrote down, like, I feel uncomfortable during Pandora's talking heads. And, Maybe that's what it is. It's just it's Jan's critique. It's like you're you're inauthentic right now. Yeah, like you're putting something on. Could you be a little less annoyed about what you have to do right now? Like we get it. <laughs> Season two, you've been you've been watching this franchise for years, but like this is what you signed on for. You had to do talking heads and talk about your day and how you felt. Uh, <laughs> it's a new day in the workroom, Pandora. You know how this goes. It's just like it's like you signed up for this. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so true. You know, Look, I'm trying to find one of her. Oh, guess who has body issues? Right. I do. I guess who doesn't like to talk about them? Me. Yeah. The 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 tea is piping hot. Like I do feel like she's mocking the show to that. Exactly. Face. That's how it feels. And so I'm just gonna like, yeah. Well, <laughs> fuck you too, bitch. You know, it's just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. We'll cut you out yeah. of the show. <laughs> yeah, fine. We'll sherry pie fine. you, bitch. Who cares? Fine. Well, I just I just feel like, yeah, if the way she's acting on social media, it's like, well, they still haven't shown me. They're not showing me enough. It's like, well, what, maybe that's because you give what them? they would have shown is bad. Yeah, like, what did you give them? Yeah. Like, it could just be that. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm, you know, as much as I feel like people are too harsh on Jan, which, you know. I, I, I also want to say I get it. So I hope that people can get why I might be a little harsh on Pandora. It's like, ugh. ugh. It's always that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just, uh, 
there's something I'm I'm waiting to say, I just I can feel it in me waters I feel like next week it, something's gonna happen we can't go this many weeks I mean we went so many weeks with Scarlet barely being a you know a character this season and then you know they sent her home so it's like at some point they have to acknowledge that Pandora's in the room and they either got to give her a win or send her home and I think next week is an acting challenge it seems like the perfect opportunity for one or the other you know yeah, uh, I mean, sure. Let's talk about next week real quick. I I think that it's, I mean, based on who's left, like, I don't know. Ginger is the one that I'm gonna be watching. Oh, Ginger, Ginger, Ginger yeah. and Eureka. Yeah, Ginger and Eureka, uh, and then maybe even Kylie because Kylie was cast on that um, dragging the Bradys, which Marys. I know we haven't talked about it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't did, know what there is. To did say. you watch it? <laughs> of course, I watched. I it. just, I was, I almost hit play, and then my finger just like fully atrophied, and I was like, "Well, I guess this isn't happening," and I just pulled away. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it uh, at some other point. Um, but I want. There's a lot to talk about this episode, so I do want to just focus on this. But we will talk about it. I think it's important, um, even if it's only a 15 minute discussion, uh, to put something out. But. Um, I do think that Kylie and Eureka and who did I say Ginger, they're they're going to be the ones that shine in that acting challenge. I don't see Pandora, you know, coming out of this. And don't discount Miss Bonet. Oh, of course. I I mean, yes, of course. I just of course. you know, listen. I, we haven't said her name once. It's almost a half hour into the episode. We have not uh, said her name once. And that's because we are waiting. We are waiting because we are we are edging. We are. Uh, I am. I am holding that butt plug in that RuPaul had in last week. <gasps> or no, it was two weeks ago. Or was it last week? When did when did RuPaul push the butt plug out? Was it last week? Was it during, when, when, when what's her when face Silky went home? When Silky went home two weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks ago. Oh yeah. man. <sighs> <sighs> She's still sitting on an inflatable donut. Um, so Mary, I, I will talk about TKB in a, in a second, but I don't think that Pandora's week is next week. I do think though that she's going to do well or be safe. I don't think she's going to go home. I think the people that are going to go home next week are either Jan, um, Akira or like Raja, like maybe Raja will do, do poorly, mm. but because of her track record, they'll keep her we, and yeah. it'll be Jan that goes home or Akira cause they've been in the bottom. Yeah. I, I gotta tell you, I think that. Jan, they've basically slid the receipt under her hotel room door. Mm -hmm. She's getting jiggled, you know. Uh, I think that Jan's going home next week. It may, I, I was wondering, because with Jan, I mean, granted, all of this is, is speculation, but um, obviously. But uh, we've seen Jan in an acting challenge before. We saw her in uh, Gay's Anatomy. And I think she was yeah. good in that, but I could also see Jan... You know, it could be more of the over over the top narrative. You know that then they're like enough already, and they they boot her to the bottom. I think Jan is gonna recalibrate next week. Am I giving? I I know Maris are like, oh, Johnny. Yeah, right on yeah. schedule. Well, I think Jan could win this thing actually. <laughs> you know, I actually think you know they might just put her behind the judges panel because I think she knows oh, more I than I think she does. This, <laughs> I can't listen to this fucking podcast. They just love her. Oh. Oh. That's it. It's silence for me. Um, oh, I'm going to turn it off. Yeah. Oh. Let me see if Jake Yancey has a new video up. <laughs> oh, look. Bussy Queen has a 27-minute video about contracts. 
<laughs> oh, Buzzy Queen hates Jan. I love him. Oh, man. You won't believe what he heard on Reddit. Yeah. Oh, I fucking hate Jan, and I only want to hear people that hate him, <laughs> <too>. <laughs> All right, Marys, uh, we'll, we'll move on from that. You know, I, I do want to talk more um, about this episode. We have a, lo- a, a whole group to praise, plus the winner. But I do think that we should take a little break. What do you say? Man? Oh, I definitely. I need to. I need to push this butt plug out. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mary, we gooped you. It's not really an ad. It's just a break to talk about the breaking news that is the rumor, the <laughs> non-rumor about Drag Race Thailand season three happening we did it we did it mary drag race thailand season three is coming soon (laughs) um yeah yes we did it we did it mary i oh i granted i want to give full credit to i'm sure pangina did a lot to make this happen and the queens but mary's the ones that watched it spread the gospel of drag race thailand I think that you can certainly take credit for telling people how great it was. Um, I'm happy it got on to Wow Presents Plus. You know, I think that also helped. Coudre Corn. Best supporting Coudre Corn. Yes. God's work. I mean, it's like Art Aria, Pangina, and Coudre Corn's Drag Race. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I mean, certainly, you know, Coudre Corn helped bring it to the masses. Uh, and, you know, we were really, if anything, just just door-to-door Mormons pushing the gospel of, of Coup de la Corne. Uh, Certainly. Yeah. Certainly. Um, I am over the moon. I was watching this episode on Thursday when my phone started blowing up, and I was like, oh, fuck. And I had to stop. We're canceled. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, right. I had to stop and, and see what was going on, and I said, pause the episode. Pause the episode. <laughs> and I, and I, I proclaimed, and I was – you know, one of two people in that room that were like, oh, my God. And everybody's like, oh, I should watch that. I'm like, you fucking mm. Oh, does that have subtitles? Um, Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I have to read. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's coming back. I am so happy. I hope it actually is coming back. I mean, so so just for context for anyone who's like, you know, sure, Jan. Not to bring up Jan again. But uh, there was a all over my tits. And so um, there was a post, I think Pangina posted on Instagram. And I don't know if I I don't know if there was a translation of it because it was to the um, the producer, uh, I think, who was talking. And it seemed to be some kind of sneak preview of potentially a Drag Race Thailand season three, uh, like a 12 second little video no mention of a date, no mention of queens, no mention of nothing, but just it seemed to me of a, you know, a keep your peepers peeled because Drag Race Thailand mm. is coming back, XOXO. Ahahaha, ahahaha. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was the transcript. Yes. XOXO, ahahaha, ahahaha. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would be surprised. I know that Pangina is rumored to be on in the international all-star season, which could act as really good kind of press yep. for that season three. Um, you know, it just might be a Boulay Brothers, hey, season four casting is coming out. Like, keep your eyes peeled. Who knows? Um, but it's it, happening. It just might be, it's happening. But it's happening. I think it's happening. We all, yeah. we laid flowers at the grave 
of Drag Race Thailand. It was like we did. Oh, there's season one of my so-called life. Oh, there's the first two seasons of Drag Race Thailand. The graveyard mm. of of you know shows gone too soon. Uh, right, Ringer season one. Ringer, uh, Samantha Who Happy season Endings. One. Yeah. Um, <laughs> great show, great show. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and probably many more. But the point being is like, dig her up, baby. Dig her up. Yeah. Dig up that body yeah. and put flowers in her skull. I mean, I am so over the moon, and we just needed to thank all of the Marys that tagged us. Oh, and to be let thought of. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, we're honored. We're so honored. All that of my people are like, no, all of my panties be are on a clothesline across my apartment because they just soaked yeah. from being recognized. Yeah. 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 And Marys, you can you can delete the part that's like just in case you didn't know yet or whatever. I, we don't care if if we already know. Just tell us. Just keep tagging us in that post. We love it. We love to see it. We want everybody to let us know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, cut to two weeks later. It's like, Mary's, here's the thing. <laughs> we did not expect the response that no. we got. No, I want, I want, <laughs> I, I especially want Pangina Heels to see oh, why is All Right Mary yeah. getting so much, uh, so tag so many in all this post? Huh? Yeah. I want Pangina Heels to finally be like, oh, they talked about me. Oh. I want that. Oh, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm going to follow them on Twitter. And then, you know, cut <laughs> to, you know, Mary's Please Welcome to the Podcast, Pangina Heels. Thank Mary, fucking you, you know? Thank fucking you. Thank fucking you. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. Um, I, I got to say, if you know, oftentimes I'll like write out a list of my top five favorite drag queens, like of all time, right? And the top of that list is always Coco Peru. I'm I'm just gonna be honest. The top of that list is always Coco Peru. Pangina Heels is always on that list as well. She's usually second. Even over Trinity K. Bonet. Two two Barbies. Even over Trinity K. Bonet. I only have one Barbie of TKB. The other one I have is Chi Chi Devane. Oh, I thought you had two TKBs. No, I have one of TKB in the Phoenix look, and then uh, I have Chichi Devane in her paper white paper look. Oh, okay. Well, that's that works too. Um, but Panjana Heels is, I I love her energy. I love her drag. I think she's a great performer, um, and I love what she is doing for drag and what she sees in drag. Don't be pretty. Don't be pretty. Don't be pretty. There's so much to to that show that made me a different watcher of drag because of Pangina and Art Aria. Mary's we've sung the praises before and it bears repeating. I know season one, I think is hard to track down, but season two is on wow presents plus, um, mm. more importantly, go find at K U D A L A K O R N Kuda Lacorn on Twitter and their pinned post of all of the episodes where, uh, they've put, their translations and some annotations and whatnot. Uh, they have both seasons up. It is, it, it, I mean, I know there's a lot of drag race out right now. So I know that's really hard. I know we're all really struggling. Not only do you have to deal with all of the Jan love on this podcast, there's a lot of drag race to watch. But if you, Spain is ending soon, you know, uh, so there might be a little gap. And uh, I, I promise you, especially after Spain, if you loved Spain, I promise you. Yeah. Go down the go down the rabbit hole. Even if you start with season two, which is I don't know why you would go back to season one. But either of them, it, it's some of the best drag race in the entire fucking franchise. I mean, the fact that people don't know who Annie Mae Wong is makes me sad. Yeah. 
I mean, uh, I, for the number of times the 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 we have said, you know, you got to give it to her, Biella, and people have just been like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking. What what the what, the, what is a Biella? Uh, is that Johnny's cat? And that's Annie. Like, well, it, yeah, they seem to just so have much. a mid-episode stroke every once in a while. If you want, it, you know, if we don't make these references, we lose these references. So if you want to get these references, go watch Drag Race Thailand. Yes, yes. So, Marys, we're gonna leave our ad there and go back to our regularly scheduled All Star Six programming. Tut scenes. <laughs> All right, Mary, let's talk about TKP. Yeah, Trinity Taylor. We, we could talk about TKP, Akira, and Eureka, all three of them. I mean, after this segment, I remember being like, I didn't want that to end. Yeah. And I, I was like, how can they top that? Is this the worst one? You know what I mean? Right. Like, it was, it was, I was just so, I was snapping at the screen when T- first first she this could have also been a clip of the week when TKB was like I'm nobody's secret and then we get another finger of drag race when Akira points oh I love that finger oh Akira uh, that that was we have to do another fingers of drag race we've gotten so many Marys uh, you don't know it, I don't know if it was a free episode or a Patreon but maybe a reason to become a Matreon but we did an episode of infamous fingers of drag race and mm. this was a, a great this was a great finger. The point. Oh. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And, you know, then she goes on. She's like, I'm successful. I got my shit together. I'm good in bed. I'm taking care of myself. And then breaks new ground for queer television and television in general and talks about the stigma of HIV still existing um, and educates the audience with undetectable equals untransmittable. It's something that isn't said. It's not something that is, like, proclaimed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's huge. I think it is, like, uh, it should be so common knowledge. It should be just, like, the norm. I mean, I think about, I don't know, I mean, just people in our age group, but I think about, like, when we kind of grew up and started having sex and whatnot, and, like, at you know, none of that, uh, none of that education or even that was, I don't know, that just wasn't a reality. I think it really just, it, it removes the, so much of the stigma just with that one sentence. For sure. And for it to be on this show. I mean, I think about the droves of gay people watching this on TV in a bar now, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, God, it just makes me so happy. And it's Trinity. It's Trinity who is, you know, bringing this message. And the other thing that I love about it in terms of a queen going on All Stars to kind of complete their circle is that Trinity came out. Granted, she wasn't the first queen to come out as HIV positive. That was Angina. Um, But that was a big part of Trinity's story, that she came out as HIV positive on season six. Mm -hmm. And for back then, right, and then to come full circle to All-Star 6 and then deliver this news... Well, and I think I'm sorry. Yeah, that is that is poetic drag race. And to get really like an opportunity because like they dedicated a lot of time to this challenge, which I thought was great. Like none of these segments Same. felt rushed. If anything, this one only did because each of their topics was so like there was so much to talk about mm. that I would have wanted to hear more. But like she got so much airtime to really just you know, not try to just squeeze it in in a moment on the runway, but to just kind of like get to take that time to talk about this. I thought it was, I just thought it was great. And 
I mean, honestly, all three of them, I, for Akiri to talk about transitioning and then transitioning back, I mean, like, that's... I think it's one thing to talk about transitioning on television, but I think for her to, that was a, a whole new narrative to see on drag race and totally uh, to, to, to it, the, it, to also validate the trans experience of calling it retransitioning, right. which mm-hmm. for most common folks call it detransition. And that wouldn't be validating the trans experience, right? This idea that, that she was retransitioning, um, to, you know, a male identity. Um, I, you know, that was also groundbreaking. You know, if you watch Untucked, from areas that didn't watch Untucked this week, these three go to the back and and talk more about each of these stories. Eureka even talking about, you know, retransitioning back to non-binary. Because that's one thing that I learned on Sibling Rivalry is that uh, Eureka actually lived as a trans woman for a little while and then retransitioned. Yeah. Wow. Um, Maybe I knew that. Maybe actually now that does sound familiar. Yeah. There's those moments on Drag Race when you watch so many seasons and so many episodes and hear so many Queen stories. We're like, okay, I feel like I know all the narratives they're going to show on this show. Uh, and this was just refreshing of like, wow, this is, uh, I'm so glad, I'm just going to say, I'm so glad this is on TV. I'm so glad this is on Paramount Plus, you know? <laughs> That's the real, as Pandora would say, piping hot tea. Tea. Um, Shaking her head because she can't take it seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Eureka's uh, narrative here, uh, you know, the idea of chubby chasers, I'm not running nowhere. Um, Worshipping somebody's body versus fetishizing it, that is a huge discussion to be had. Not just with body types, but with race as well. And so this actually could be a fabulous show, right? I would have watched an hour of this. Uh, Maybe not an hour, maybe 30 minutes, right? I mean, yeah, I think this was to have a topic be sex and to be able to come at it from a point of view of, of gender identity, of, uh, you know, body type and of, uh, HIV status. I mean, like, yeah, I could have watched, this could have been a little mini series where they did like six episodes and maybe there was Mm. a guest every once in a while. But, you know, I, I will say with Eureka, you know, and, and this is saying a lot considering, you know, a lot of our feelings were watching her on season 10 and a lot of our takeaways then. She was such a great moderator. She, I would have never expected this a couple of years ago. Like she really, there was no domination of the energy. I loved when, I loved how she transitioned to Trinity when she was like, oh, well, you know, Trinity over here, you know, thinks she's the trade. Like there was unlike the second group where each of them seemed to kind of be having their own monologue. I felt like she was really good at keeping the interactions between the three of them. She was a good moderator. She we learned that also when she did the drag panel. Oh, right. Uh, on her right. most previous mm-hmm. season. She, I think they. I think she won that. The one she where did. they did the... Proportionizing. Uh, proportionizing, mm-hmm. yes. Um, there is... What's interesting about this format, Pink Tabletop, uh, maybe you can help me out, but there is a talk show that I think is being shopped around right now that's uh, Drag Race Queens. I know uh, that... It's, it's like a panel of queens talking about it. I feel like it's not just Drag Race Queens because I feel like Lady Bunny is a part of that. And maybe even Coco Peru. Like, I kind of feel like it's Mm. non-Drag Race Queens talking about politics. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. I think it is about politics. Yeah. I think. And I I wish this this was bigger. I can't even like like Google it easily. But yeah, I think that they're trying to they're trying. I think they're really trying to shop it around. But. 
it sounds like it's just going to land on YouTube, which isn't just, but it right. will land there. It's, I mean, I think... Uh... Oh, here it is, Mary. Oh, you found it. Great. What is it? Newsbeat. It's called Newsbeat with uh, Nina West, Bianca Del Rio, and more. Unite for news show for Politicon. Oh, and um, I think and, oh oh and the yeah Clay Aiken's producing. Right, yeah, and I think it's uh, I think maybe Lady Bunny Delta Work and Lady Bunny is yeah, a guest. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I clicked on Newsbeat, but it was BBC News. So I was like, I don't want this anyway. Yeah. So this is it's just an interesting, um, I don't know, connection that this is happening with mostly queens from Drag Race, right? Um, yeah, and Nina West. We love Nina West. Yeah. Love Nina West. Um, you know, I, Delta Delta Work. <laughs> I I love Delta Work. I, also, I will say Big this. Me. Uh, Big me. Uh, I will, you know, and maybe this is more of a, uh, this is a tangent. So just put a pin in this. But I did start to wonder as, as the queens are starting to start touring and um, getting back to that part of their career. I wonder how many of these drag race or drag queen podcasts will continue. Like Bianca's last episode, which highly recommended. Bianca's episode with Lady Bunny is the most bananas conversation. It is so funny. It is so refreshing. Um, I loved it. But then Bianca was like, this is my last episode for a while. And I was like, Ed, Trixie and Katya are going on tour soon. Like, I'm not wishing this on anyone. I'm just wondering as a, you know, as a dusty old podcaster, you know, who was around before any of these youngins were all over my tits, I wonder if they'll stick around or if they're going to get busier with gigs like this, you know? I think uh, Bob and Monet will get busier, but they're going to keep the podcast. They're making so much money. I'm sure with Patreon um, and all it that. Might, it, it might get less. Like, they're not recapping All-Star 6, I don't think. No, they're not. Um, yeah. So, you know, it might just be less. Uh they are having, you know, uh, frequent conversations that are probably easier for them to do. Like, there's no research. I don't know what their content is on Patreon. Um, so, you know, maybe they're putting it all on Patreon, which, you know, uh, more power to them. Sure. Um, and uh, and then Race Chasers. Oh, I think they'll probably, I think that's gotten huge. I'm not, I mean, I'm just wondering. I feel like my sense is that they'll probably slow down a little bit. But, you know, it's just something that boomed over the past year. And... Uh, yeah, it reminds me of Trinity Taylor when she was like, God, this podcasting is hard. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah you, it's a, you just got to keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it. It's definitely more work than she's, you she's think. Like, I'm not making any money. It's like, well, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't just uh, publish it and then, you know, you know, your RSS feed gets updated and so does your bank account. It's a little more complex. Yeah, than well, that. and you know what's what's interesting about drag queens putting out music or drag queens doing podcasts is that they are actually going against drag because it's an oral medium, and mm -hmm. a lot of their voices are, you know, we for, we forgive the illusion because, you know, what I mean. Like it's just different that we're. We're used to them on a visual medium, right? They're drag queens. There's a real and irony that, like, it's drag queens doing podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be very interesting, very nuanced, very, you know, you have to have the, you know, the, the, the rat-a-tat, yeah. as Cheyenne Jackson Yeah, you got to be uh, um, great on a mic, flappy of the draw, things like that. Exactly. And, you know, and I'm, I'm sure that Willem in Alaska, they have that. That, that relationship um, and Bianca I know can talk to anybody right and then Katya and Trixie obviously is just like magic oh yeah so it's no wonder that those are exciting you know I've I've listened to some of the other podcasts and it really is like oh they 
it's clear they're not in the same room together or they're not that good of friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't listen to many of them. I mean, not for any other reason other than like, oh, uh, yeah, you know, enough fatigue. enough drag race. Yeah, <laughs> I've, got, I've had enough, yeah. you know, like I spend enough yeah, time with it every sure. week. Um, for sure. Let's you know what I I'm gonna I'm gonna shift us back to this episode. I I would Good. love to hear your thoughts because I think that where Kylie, Sonique, Love, Hewitt, Michelle Geller made a real impact this week was with a line that RuPaul wishes she thought of, but when she says to Raja, you know, don't let that hurt child make your grown up decisions. And you know, at first I was like you know, all right, you know, that and a little adhesive on the back makes for a great bumper sticker. But then the more I thought about it, that was like, that's some pretty fucking great advice. <laughs> Not for nothing. Oh, my God. It's it's something, as Raja said, it spoke something into me. Yeah. Um, it I can't I can't describe it any better than that. Yeah. Right? It really just went in. Right. I think the kids say, like, why are you coming for me like that? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's so true. Right. Whenever I pick up a slice of pizza or I pick up the phone to order the Postmates. Right. Or I. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Why am I letting a seven year old do this? Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, It's so true. And it is often rooted in that hurt child. Uh, This is and, and, and it was so it wasn't it didn't seem so. What is it? Psychologist armchair. Armchair what psychology. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's called it Guru. That. Now available on Audible <laughs> and all platforms. It, it wasn't that. It was actually very pertinent at the moment, right? Like Rajan, oh my God, you're you're crying, but here I, I have some experience that can help you right now. Like you're you're letting that right. Your anger right now is is driven by this, right? Yeah. I love that. It was a really, yeah. it, was, it was, it was a really great moment. Yeah. It was super sure. legit. It was very adult in the room. I think, you know, um, one thing I've, I've, I haven't really landed on many BSAs this season or even like adults in the room, but I feel like they're like, Oh yeah, Kylie, she's an adult in the room. Yeah. Um, she's a lady in the oh, room. Certainly. So, certainly. Um, and then, and then Raja, you know, not, not for nothing in many ways as a BSA, Raja splayed open. Like that is to share that part of yourself um, and that history is a lot. It's very heavy. Yeah. And I thought that the workroom, well, you know, I know that they want to like get the right lighting and and get this all together. But I I was glad that there was kind of a debrief in the workroom. And then Akiria, you know, Auntie Akiria got to come in and kind of finish what Kylie started and being like, look, you have to start somewhere. This is where your hurt comes from. And I'm not saying it to hurt you, mom. It's just to start healing us. And for Raja to then continue that, I let it out. So hopefully the healing process will start. That is some armchair therapy that I think is important to show is like when you're hurting, there is a point where you have to just say it because that's the start. Well, and not to trivialize things, but also we got some primo talking through tears from Raja. She was, Mm. she went full Meredith Grey. You know, you know the reason I'm why I'm like this, why I'm so ordinary. You ever yeah, that scene with her yeah. mom? Uh, yes, I do. God, I do. Ellen Pompeo. She's like every season. She's like one episode. I'm gonna pull out this trick where all of a sudden my like my epiglottis drops out and I just and I and I go right to Emmyville. You know, <laughs> totally. Ellen Pompeo. Yeah, Ellen Pompeo. Yeah. Um, well, in my book, she's Pompeo. 
<laughs> um, I say it both ways. But uh, no, and then of course we got an Akira. Of course, Mary. I'm just like, oh, I'm Mary. I'm Mary. Yeah. Oh, I always yeah. find that to be. I I know that it's narcissistic and as RuPaul would say, self-centered. But you know, you have to appear not to be. But whenever I hear Mary on Drag Race, I'm like. Is that an ear tug because they at least have heard about our podcast? I don't know. Maybe I'm sure they don't listen. You know, please don't listen. We have (laughs) no idea who you are, Um, (laughs) ma'am. I don't know who you are, Uh, but uh, we know Monet does, and you know we'll deny it. Yeah, we know Monet does. We We, see you. Prove it. You know, we haven't really talked about. uh, I guess what I would ginger 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 from finance with that runway look. Right? Mm. It was so Karen from finance. It was. I, uh, To be honest with you, I I don't know. I would have cut the, the boots. Yeah. But I understand that was part of the safari look, and I get that. But I would probably would have cut the boots. Y- Otherwise, this look was chef's kiss. I thought she looked great. I think that, like, at first, obviously, I was like, oh, Ginger won this week. But then when you watch it again... She's she is great. She pretty much, you know, uh, fulfills the brief, as they say, and like really figured it out. And I think the runway, I mean, yeah, she the look was was great. She told a story, it, you know, um, it didn't look like it was wearing her. I, I Oh, for sure. I, for sure. I love that wig. I love that oh wig. God, and honestly, wig. it's like to get that lip sync. It was worth it. Like I, she, like that was. Oh, I know. That was know. so good. That was so good. That was so the kind of lip sync I was hoping to see. I I thought Ginger, she shined in this challenge not necessarily because of what she shared, because what she shared obviously you know very vulnerable and talking about her weight gain, but just the way that she was able to monitor and. Um, facilitate the discussion with Pandora because Pandora wasn't really, I I don't know. There's a lot that wasn't seen. Right. But I feel like Pandora was successful because of ginger. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think ginger kind of kept that afloat. I think with the, with the energy imbalance between Jan and Pandora, I feel like Mm -hmm. she kind of had to be the middle of the seesaw, you know? So, um, I think in a lot of yeah. yeah, like she had to be the the temperate energy between the two of them, which I think she was is a lot yeah. of work. So she, not only does she yeah. have to kind of work with each of their disparate energies, she also has to like share the story of her bowel impaction and her weight gain, and and yeah. and and also be able to make it funny and like it was there was a real balancing act that she did. I think it was a fair win. It made it. She was so natural at something. That, I mean, she, it was really hard what she had to do with those two energies. Yeah. Um. The other, the one thing I will say is because you mentioned like, well, then we got that lip sync from Ginger, and yes, we got that fucking lip sync from Ginger. But Mary, I would have killed to see TKB do this song. I know. I think that she, and it would have been great. I just think that like, not saying I could see what what Trinity would have done to the song. She would have killed it. I think Ginger. Looking like Aunt Peg going to see Kenny Chesney in Tampa with that with that Winona Judd kind of look, doing mm. a more performative kind of like mm. campy with that funny little walk she did and that uh. hair. I like all of that was it, it was sort of an unexpected approach to the song that I was excited to see. It was so campy. It was so nuanced. I like um Sure, Trinity, I, I could watch Trinity lip sync every week, but it was such a pleasant surprise. Like, 
Ginger Ginger had every syllable of the song figured out. It was bananas. I could I could uh, speaking of TKB lip syncing every week. I could watch Ginger lip sync every week. Yeah. Ginger is so expressive in her face and then her body follows the face, which is why it works. I just it's such great comedy. The part that she won, she just won when she walking home my feet aren't sore doing that walk. That that walk. That was when I was like and you won cuz her you hair won. was acting, her face was yes. acting, her hands were uh, it was so funny and and then from there, she, she the, the, from there, every choice was the perfect one. Yep. The choice to mock Mayhem's yep, duck walk. Yep. The choice to to walk towards Mayhem like she was accosting her. Oh, that was that was the so best nuanced. when she started moving towards her. I was like, <laughs> oh, I love like there. I was I would I, I threw dollars. Um, yes, it was great. Yes, and you know Mayhem. I, I, Mary, I'm, I'm just gonna. She had. Sh- sh- oh, go ahead. Well, at first I was like, "Oh my God, it's BB," but it's not BB. Um, and which would have made more sense because BB did win a few lip syncs on the show, and Mayhem won one. So, you know, I mean, just in terms of I think the Mayhem won two. She won two. Mayhem won I two. think she won think the so. whole lip sync against Yuhua, and then she went. She won Celebrity Hole. Yeah, and then didn't she win another one? I believe that's it. Because then she went home. Uh, oh. In that against Monet in that <clears throat> in that pink denim. Okay. And then on All Stars, uh, I don't think she was ever in the top two to lip sync. So Mayhem had a great gag at the end. Uh, oh, with the holding yes. the shoe. Yeah, she had a great gag at the end with the shoe. That all was a fun moment. Uh, she had a really but, nice zipper. I got a good view of the zipper at one point. That was fun. If I may, I. I think the problem with Mayhem Miller is that someone told her that her iography is iconic and now she won't stop doing it and trying to recreate a moment. Yeah. And 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 it it works sometimes, but it doesn't always work. And that's cheapening the gimmick. Yeah, I you know, when when she came out and I felt like that we were being reminded of, I was like, "Oh, are we still talking about that?" I mean, that was great and all, I, but like Mayhem. I mean, I kind of felt like once she tried to do a whole performance about it in All Stars and it didn't really work, I was like, okay, I think mm-hmm. I think we all agree yeah. this thing's done, right? Um, right. She's. I love that the show is giving her a platform. I think she deserves it. You know, she's in LA. She's been around for a while. It's great. Um, but I, I think the iography is now holding her down. Yeah, and I can't say I didn't want to see Bianca lip sync. I mean, that would the, the Bianca Del fake out. I was kind of exciting. Mm. Yeah. No, no, that would have been great. Yeah. It would have been really great. I, and she would have lost. <laughs> and she would have, yeah, it would have been the easiest $30,000 that Ginger ever earned. Yeah. So, um, also I do want to say on that $30,000 note, when I thought about it, Ginger's math on giving the money to her teammates made perfect sense. Cause she, uh, it's a $10,000 lip sync that came with $20,000 of rollover and she gave half of that $10,000 earnings to her teammates. So Correct. I just want to mention, I don't know, it just felt important to me. The more I thought of it, I was like, Ginger's math is totally correct. They they have no right to any of that $20,000. That's hers. But of the 10000 of this lip sync, I thought, yeah, 2500 each. That's fair math. And when she, I was with a bunch of people watching the show, when she said that, you know, I'm going to give them each $2,500, I'm like, oh, she's picking Scarlet. Mm, right, 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 right. Like, yeah, Scarlett. Scarlett, who, I mean, talk about Julianne Moore in the hours. I mean, she just was sitting there oh. looking 
it, it was like, oh, you do not want to have that baby, do you? And uh, I'm terrified. But it's <laughs> so my favorite line of hers in the hours was when she's in the bathroom crying while John C. Riley's in bed. And he's like, you know, what's going on in there, Laura? And she's like, I'm terrified <laughs> about talking about Kitty. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. She was, uh, man, she looked gorgeous on this runway. I, I love the thought that she put, it just, you know, and I, it's interesting is Bob tweeted this and I'm kind of like, Bob, stop listening to our podcast. But um, he said like, you know, if the runways don't count, just say that. Because it's true. It's like, I, I, she looked fucking gorgeous. And it was such a thoughtful clash of the patterns. You know, it, it's just unfortunate that Scarlett went home. I, I could have seen Pandora or Jan go home this week. And I, I understand why Ginger picked Scarlet. She didn't want to send her teammates home. Um, we, I learned from Untucked that the rest of them also picked Scarlet by only one vote. Everybody else picked Jan. Oh, it was like right, tied, right, 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 right. And then Pandora broke the tie, uh, if, you, if you want to call it breaking the tie. But Pandora was the last vote um, th- and said, I can't send my team home. It's going to make it interesting next week. I mean, I feel like, you know, listen, it's got to be Dogville for someone, and it is Dogville for Jan this week and next. I mean, it's it's Dogville in the dark. Um, well, and you're talking about uh, Scarlet's face, which I thought was very drag, kind of like the veil over the bra. Yes. What it made um, me think of also was um, we could also do an episode on, like, you know the episode of The Simpsons when uh, when Ralph Wiggum is in love with Lisa and then they go to that, mm-hmm. that televised thing and she's like, I don't want to be your girlfriend. And yes. Bart is like slow motion. Like, and here's the moment when his heart breaks. You can see it. <laughs> I think we could do an episode of like Ralph Wiggum moments on Drag Race of like mm. when, oh, and here is you know, like, like Scarlet this week or Shangela in All Stars 3. I feel like there are mm-hmm. Ralph Wiggum Thorgy. moments. Thorgy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah, it's really kind of like, you know, uh, let's go to a queen's darkest moment on the season, you know? But this was a classic <laughs> Ralph Wiggum. You can see the moment her heart was breaking. What's interesting is then we got Jan's face crack while Kylie's hugging her. Did you see this? No. So after Scarlet goes away, then Kylie is kind of hugging Jan, you know, because they're both saying, right. But, but Jan is like same face crack when she didn't win the Madonna challenge. Like it was, Jan is not happy. Jan feels bad. Wow. Well, uh, sorry, Jan, you know, uh, yeah, the Jantasy is definitely over. She's never going to win. She's never going to go to the top three. To me, it just feels like a matter of time, you know? Oh yeah, no, right. I'm I'm happy to see her on again and see if she can pull herself out of this edit um, for a little while at least, and you know, kind of do well next week at least. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it seems like Akira is kind of pulling herself out of a slump, which is great. TKB's runway was absolutely gorgeous, and I was like robbery robbery like i can't believe they're not giving this to trinity and then somebody reminded me a friend of mine said well johnny it didn't really clash oh that's very true and i was like that's a really good point this looked phenomenal i saw the patterns and they didn't clash yeah (laughs) and it you know and i guess same with um eureka and raja like eureka looked 
gorgeous. That was a gorgeous gown. And then Raja came out, you know, again, like it was supposed to be all these clashing patterns, but even Aisha was like, um, I, I want that from you. Right. right. Yeah. Am I, yeah. Is this supposed to not go together well? Cause it's kind of perfect. Yeah. I feel like this season, I haven't really been seeing BSAs each episode. I'm not really getting a like specific narrator energy from anybody. And it's not a bad thing. Um, it's just different. Or maybe it's too early. Maybe I'm trying to find it too early. You know, like I don't even know who the pizza queen of All Star Six is. If I'm going to be honest, so TKB for me is the narrator. I hope so. I mean, I'd like to That's be. That's what I'm getting. Yeah. Um, pizza queen. It's hard with All Stars, but my pizza queen is always going to be Trinity. Uh, I just, I, I just, I always love what she does, even when she's bombing the comedy challenge. You know. Um, but her runways are always so good. You know, like Pizza Queen, it's pizza, girl. Like, she's filet mignon. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, one, one thing, though, that we didn't really touch upon, which pushes the adult in the room energy, when Kylie was talking to Scarlett, and Kylie had to get Scarlett to be direct. Mm. She's like, well, do you feel insecure about how I'm bringing you into the discussion? So you don't think I have a high energy? Well, do you want to do it? Okay, well, I believe I can do it, too. Uh-huh. And I, that, to me, was like, well, we're not going to play this game. How do you really feel? Talk to me how you feel. Right. Use your words. Use your words. Yeah, be a big girl. Yeah. Um, it was weird. It was like I felt like, yeah, Scarlett, she was being like, well, you know, I'm just concerned. And then she's like, okay, well, then do you think you should do the moderator? Well, at the same time, I believe in you. It's like, okay, we're not. We can't. <laughs> I know you don't want to get canceled, but we got to make a decision here. <laughs> right. <laughs> the the last thing that I want to bring up is just kind of an important question that I think we would be remiss to not discuss. Michelle calls it Taylor Ham. And I know you're a vegetarian, but it's just a New Jersey thing. Would you call it Taylor Ham or pork roll? I these are words that I've never used. Wow. All right. Well Jersey Mary's <laughs> listening. Uh Jersey Mary's listening. Uh all you Bennies out there. Oh my god. <laughs> Save that for Jersey Shore, you fucking Benny. <laughs> you fucking Benny. I was like, did someone just get called a Benny? I definitely want to know what that's about. But uh, for oh, all, you be- for do you all know what? Wait, Mary, do you know what that stands no, for? No, I don't know what that stands for. Oh, it's what locals call uh, people that go into the Jersey Shore. It's ba- it stands for Bayonne, Elizabeth, Newark, and New York. Oh my God, <laughs> Mary's. This is important anyway, but the reason why this is relevant is if you don't know on Patreon currently, we are about to put out our third part of our three-part series on season one of Jersey Shore. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that for the first time in high school. So all start new. All excuse me. All state New Jersey choir uh, would have a weekend down in Atlantic City. We would stay at the Howard Johnsons down there, and then you know you have all these high schoolers just like trolling the boardwalk, going to Hooters. Um, it's really insane. Oh my God. Um, but that's the first time I heard that term down there, uh, where there were a bunch of, you know, locals that were there and calling some of us Bennies. Not us. I, I heard somebody else being called that because mm-hmm. um, they were they were you know hoodlums in the base section or something. Oh my God, <laughs> I love that. Like people in Atlantic City are being territorial. It's like, girl, you can have it. <laughs> 
God. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Marys, if you have any further thoughts on Pink Tabletop, Drag Race All-Star Season 6, you can reach out to us on Twitter at AllRightMary, or you can email us at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.AllRightMary.com or tasteofreality.com slash AllRight-Mary. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Johnny Also or on Twitter at Johnny Also One. And you can hear more of me on my two other podcasts in the details, a celebration of nuance or best supporting podcast, a celebration of supporting actresses. And if you want to reach out to me and talk about pork roll, egg and cheese on a, on a roll and that it's not called Taylor ham, but pork roll, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And if you want to hear more of our discussion of those effing bennies uh, on Jersey Shore, you can, and plenty of other content, you can find us on patreon.com slash all right, Mary. I love it. Our last chance lip sync this week is in response to some of this judging. This is What's Up by Four Non Blondes. Yeah. Because, hey, what's going on? Hey, yay, 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 yay. Hey, yay, yay, yay. I said, hey. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Hey. Hey. What's going on? XOXO. Ah, 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 That could be the new uh. Todd scenes. It could be XOXO. Uh, uh, no, I, I. It's almost like we're. Uh, it's almost worse. Woody Woodpecker. Yeah. Well, you have Woody to like slow down. It. Uh, 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 I'll, I'll work on it. I'll work on it, Marys. All right, Marys. Goodbye. Good luck. We'll see you next week. Tot scenes. Twenty-five years, I'm a lobbyist still, trying to get up that great big hill of hope for a destination. I realized quickly when I knew I should that the world was made up of this brotherhood of man, for whatever that means.